As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in Counselor Education and Supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question asks if I can analyze the mental health and personality factors that may be at work in the case of Elliot Roger. So here I'll look at the background of Elliot Roger, I'll move to the timeline of the crime, and then I'll talk about the mental health and personality factors. Elliot Roger was born on July 24, 1991, in London, England. He had one younger sister. He was biracial. His mother was Chinese and his father English. When he was five years old, his family moved to Los Angeles, California. His parents divorced when he was seven. They had joint custody of Roger and his sister. That same year, Roger was described as shy and received therapy for LISP, which was corrected after several sessions. Roger had mental health difficulties early on. He was treated by several mental health professionals starting when he was eight years old. I'll cover more of that in the mental health and personality factors section. Roger did not play any individual or team sports or participate in any extracurricular activities. He earned poor grades in school, but his grades improved significantly during the last three years of high school. He graduated from high school in 2009 and attended college for a short time. In 2011, not long before he dropped out of college, he moved to Isla Vista. That same year, he took karate lessons. He said that the ability to fight better is power and boosts confidence. In December of 2012, Roger bought a Glock 34 semi-automatic pistol. It is believed this was his first overt act in furtherance of planning his attack. He would eventually purchase two Sig Sauer .226 semi-automatic pistols as well. Roger had several contacts with law enforcement prior to the attack, none of which resulted in a criminal history. On February 6, 2013, he called the police and said that the owner of a white BMW dented the door of his vehicle. On July 20, 2013, Roger consumed alcohol and went to a party, where he climbed a 10-foot ledge and sat down. Other people climbed onto the ledge and started talking with one another, but they were ignoring Roger. Roger started insulting the individuals, and they reciprocated. The situation escalated to the point where Roger started pushing them. His main target was the females. Unable to push anyone over the ledge, Roger ended up being pushed and fell off the ledge, fracturing his left ankle. 
He still managed to walk away from the party, but he remembered that he left his sunglasses behind. He returned to what he thought was the correct house, but Roger was intoxicated and had selected a completely different house. The occupants of that house called him names and physically assaulted him. Roger reported the activity to the police, but minimized his role as the aggressor. January 15, 2014, Roger called the police because he suspected his roommate had stolen $22 worth of candles from him. The roommate accused Roger of moving his property around the apartment, but after the candles were found under the roommate's bed, the roommate was arrested. The case was dismissed due to insufficient evidence. On April 30, 2014, a staff member at a crisis line called the police looking for a welfare check. The staff member had received a call from Roger's mother, who was worried about the content of a video Roger had published on YouTube. The police interviewed Roger at his home, but they found him to be shy, timid, and polite, and they took no action. May 6, 2014, Roger was involved in an incident where he blocked another car with his BMW and entered into a verbal altercation with the driver and later the driver's girlfriend when she confronted Roger. This brings us to May 23, 2014. Roger, now 22 years old, stabs three men at his apartment in Isla Vista. Two of those men were his roommates, including the one who took the candles. At 7.38 p.m., Roger buys a triple vanilla latte from a Starbucks not far from his home. At 9.17 p.m., Roger uploads a video to YouTube called Retribution. A minute later, he emails a 137-page manifesto to various people. He then drove to the Alpha Phi sorority house, where he shot two women and wounded another. He entered his vehicle and started driving around, shooting into a coffee house and a deli, killing a man in the deli. He continued his rampage by shooting at people and hitting people with his vehicle. He exchanged gunfire with the police on two occasions. He was shot in the hip during the second exchange. He crashed his BMW at an intersection. The police would find Roger dead in that vehicle from a self-inflicted gunshot wound at 9.35 p.m. In addition to the six homicides, Roger injured 14 people, seven from gunfire and seven from blunt trauma. He had hit them with his vehicle. Now moving to the mental health and personality factors. Roger had a long history of mental health difficulties. At age seven, Roger would make good eye contact with people when speaking, but he wouldn't really talk unless somebody asked him a direct question. He preferred to write information down on paper rather than talking. He would hold his ears when there was a loud noise. He demonstrated repetitive behaviors like tapping his feet and his leg and repeating certain words. In 2007, Roger was diagnosed with pervasive developmental disorder not otherwise specified. This classification was available in the DSM-4 and was a type of autistic disorder. The equivalent disorder in the DSM-5 would be autism spectrum disorder. It is also believed that Roger was depressed and anxious. He took various medications to treat those conditions. Let's take a look at some of Roger's behavioral characteristics. It was said that he was possessive of his property. He also appeared to be legalistic, like that whole thing with the candles, and obsessing over dents in his car. He was a very picky eater. He didn't like anything gooey. When he was young, he did not act out when he was angry. Rather, he would tense his entire body and clench his teeth. In this regard, there weren't many warning signs that Roger would become a killer. He didn't get in fights, hurt animals, set fires, 
or otherwise damaged property. He often mentioned how he envied other people because they were living a better life than he was. He was specifically frustrated with romantic couples. He would take cell phone videos of couples in his community who were bothering him and avoid restaurants where a lot of couples would be dining. I'm going to guess he didn't have any special affection for Valentine's Day. He stayed in shape. He ate healthy and exercised. He also wore designer clothing and expensive sunglasses. He wanted to appear wealthy. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Amy. And hi, hi, True Crime fans. We're the co-hosts of She Goes by Jane. Every week, we'll be covering the story of a missing or unidentified woman in the United States. Stories you may have heard before. And ones whose stories didn't make it into the news. We've been covering these stories for a while, first in Amy's book of poetry, Doe. And then in Vanessa's documentary, She. But now we want to share them with you here on She Goes by Jane. And each week, we'll be joined by a special guest who will read a poem in honor of the women we talk about. Can we say who? We can say who. We'll be joined by actresses like Coco Jones and Gabrielle Ruiz. And musicians like Stephanie Quayle and Kelly Moneymaker, along with authors like Louise Penny and Catherine McKenzie. So check out She Goes by Jane wherever you get your podcasts, or check out Evergreen Podcasts and their true crime channel, Killer Podcasts. We can't wait to bring you these stories. Roger believed that entry-level jobs were beneath him. He didn't want to get involved in any type of menial work. For a time when he was a teenager, he did work for a friend doing construction, although much of his money came from an allowance his father gave him and funds from other family members. He specifically bought a BMW because he thought it would help him find a girlfriend, when all they really do is help you find your tools in a parts store or a mechanic. He played a lot of video games, especially World of Warcraft and Halo. His favorite movies were Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. His favorite television show was Game of Thrones. I found this interesting because in Game of Thrones, there was this group called the Night's Watch. They were celibate, always wore black. It was always snowing at the wall that they guarded, and they were cut off from society. It seemed like a depressing job assignment. Also in that series, there were many examples of violence-based problem solving. Based on Roger's behavior, here is a potential personality profile. Mid-range to above average openness to experience. He was somewhat creative. He did write a manifesto, and he may have experienced emotions intensely. We see mid-range conscientiousness. He seemed to like order, but at the same time, he was impulsive, like getting in arguments. We see low extroversion. He had few positive emotions, was shy, and analytical. We see low agreeableness, he did not trust people, was not modest, and usually people who want to kill all of humankind 
don't qualify as altruistic. His level of neuroticism was high. He was angry, depressed, anxious, emotionally reactive, and had difficulty resisting temptation. In addition to the autism spectrum disorder, depression, and anxiety, Roger appeared to have some symptoms of obsessive-compulsive personality, as indicated by the perfectionism, being picky with food, and being possessive of property. He also appeared to have characteristics of vulnerable narcissism, like resentfulness, shame, envy, and hypersensitivity to criticism. One could argue that, other than the manipulation symptom, which isn't really clear from the reports we have on Roger, his behavior did seem to align with the remaining symptoms associated with narcissistic personality disorder. Grandiosity, fantasy, envy, entitlement, arrogance, believing oneself to be special, requiring excessive admiration, and having a lack of empathy. A major theme of both his retribution video and his manifesto is this idea that he was rejected by women and extremely lonely. Looking specifically at his video, we see a few of his beliefs and statements that stand out. Women passed over him and selected other men who were obnoxious. Roger believed himself to be superior to those men. He called himself the supreme gentleman. He was denied sexual relationships with women. He felt this denial was criminal and society needed to pay for it. He was going to give those offenders exactly what they deserved. He talked about how people made him suffer and how now he was going to make them suffer. He had an intense hatred of everybody, but especially of women and men who were with women. He believed that committing homicide would prove that he was an alpha male and it would make him a god. He said that if he had the power, he would annihilate everyone on the planet. The content of his video indicates that he was extremely angry and despondent about rejection, but his mannerisms seem unusual based on the content of his narrative. He had this weird, forced laugh, and he was deliberate and spoke at a consistent rate throughout the video. He was incredibly calm for somebody who was about to commit multiple homicides. Combining this video with other information, there's this idea that Roger was genuinely confused as to why women were not interested in him. He really didn't understand why they found him unattractive and why they found other men attractive. He believed he was doing everything that women wanted. He had a BMW, nice clothes, $300 sunglasses. I think what happened here with Roger is that he looked at the world and thought that everybody had the same thoughts and feelings that he had. He believed everyone was narcissistic. It didn't make sense to him that there wasn't some materialistic formula he could use to connect with women. It was almost like mathematics to him. He would do certain things and women would be attracted to him. He didn't need any depth or sensitivity. His inability to see things from the perspective of others kept him trapped in a world of loneliness and rejection, although his social awkwardness didn't help him either. This is a pretty good example of how a lack of insight can lead to real problems. What I find interesting is that Roger had been treated by a number of mental health professionals who addressed his social awkwardness on many occasions. I think that Roger simply couldn't reach a point where he could see how others viewed him. His vulnerable narcissism allowed the anger to stay inside him for a long time, building up like a pressure cooker. It was probably the decision to end his own life that opened up the possibility of revenge. This allowed him to carry out the attack. 
if he was going to destroy himself because of what he believed others did, he was going to make them pay a price in that process. Elliot Rodger has become a hero to what is referred to as the incel community. Incel stands for involuntarily celibate. It's frightening that his thought pattern would connect with so many people. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa Vita Brevis. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.